SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five minutes after six o'clock, Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update on this Tuesday evening. We are taking your SMSs on our SMS line, 34701. Use the keyword market. That's 34701 with a keyword market and a cost of two rand per SMS. David Shapiro of Sassfin standing by to answer any of those share or investment-related questions as well. Lots to get through this evening, but first up, as always, Google Alert and Fupi has your business news. And this In Business Today is brought to you by Wesbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at wesbank.co.za. Thanks, Wilson. Good evening. The International Monetary Fund says sub-Saharan Africa's economy will probably grow at a slower pace than previously forecast as a slump in export demand curbs the outlook in the region's largest economies. Economic growth in the region is estimated to reach 5.9% next year. This is less than the 6.1% forecast in April. MassMart Holdings, South Africa's biggest food and group and goods wholesaler, says sales growth slowed during the first half of the year amid a downturn in consumer spending. The company, in which U.S. firm Walmart stores has a controlling stake, says comparable or same-store sales climbed by 5.5% in the 26 weeks through June this year, compared with a 7% rise in the half year through December 2012. And the United Arab Emirates has agreed to grant Egypt a loan worth $1 billion U.S. dollars and lend it a further $2 billion. It's believed that this amount will be part of a larger financial package from the UAE. The loan would be in the form of a deposit at Egypt's central bank, although the interest rate and maturity have yet to be finalized. Turning to the markets, the JCO share index is closed rather flat at 39,769 points. The rand's trading at 10 rand 4 cents against the US dollar, 14.86 to the British pound and 12 rand 82 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,249 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $107 and the platinum price at $1,356 an ounce. Thanks, Gugu. And this in business today was brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business, asset finance application then apply online at wesbank.co.za What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your business? Could it be the difference between moving and shaking or just sitting and waiting? Apply for business asset finance at wesbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. Westbank. We know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. Or speak to your affiliated dealer. MoneyWeb Market Watcher is proudly brought to you by the Graduate School of Business and Leadership at UKZN, shaping business leaders in Africa. Eight minutes after six o'clock, David Shapiro of Sassfin alongside me. David, uh, market was positive all day today. Mm. In fact, we opened uh, a lot stronger and dipping right at the end. I can only attribute it to the IMF report, um, which really points to a slowdown in global growth, particularly in regions like China, I think, which are very important for South Africa and still ongoing recession in Europe. So um, mine has let us down even though the rest of the market came back. Uh, financials and industrials ended in positive territory, but it was mainly on the mining boards that we saw big losses. So um, I'm, I'm making up the story. I can't think of any other story <laughs> that would have taken it down. Uh, the only good news, and I always say that, is the IMF are notoriously bad forecasters. You know? So um, their forecast for South Africa was 2%, I think, mm. and some of the worst that I've seen, APSA took it down to 23 uh, so it's 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 a lot lower than uh, than we're anticipating. 
Um, but also, as, as Google mentioned in the headline, Sub-Sahara Africa being downgraded as well. But, I, you know, that could only could be the only reason. But, you know, if you look at American markets, they're already looking into 2014. Mm. But um, the, only, the only news, Kumba was the only share that actually bucked the trend. And it was up about 3%. So I, I looked for the story, and the only story I could find there was that today China opened up um, and I hope I'm getting this right in Riza, R-I-Z-H-A-O. Uh, it's a port. Um, they opened up an iron ore exchange and a few trades took place there, which in my view, the ones I read at $166, it could have been a Ford contract, which is a, and a heck of a lot higher than we're trading at the moment. So it might have given that market a lift and that's why Kumba was up. But I, I need confirmation of that. You know, that was my reading of it. But, uh, I need uh, more, you know, more export in, uh, expert input into that. As you say, the IMF notoriously bad forecasters. They tend to try and bolt the stable door mm. after the horses bolted. Mm. This this uh, revision to South Africa's growth forecast for 2013 uh, in April they revised it lower to 2.8 percent. Mm. Now 2 percent. That's a big jump. <laughs> a big drop. Mm. <laughs> it's 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 massive. And uh, pointing towards, I think, deteriorating conditions um, in the world. Um, so, you know, not only domestic uh, issues here, but also, you know, falling, falling uh, demand that would come from Europe and other of our regions. And that. But, yeah, look, I, you know, most of it we know. You know, we mm-hmm. know China's not going to grow at 8%. So I'm surprised that the market might have, you know, reacted uh, the way that it did. Well, also on the market, Carlos Ferreira has resigned from troubled IT group Gajima. That's after eight years as chief financial officer. Gajima, of course, launched a rights offer in March to raise 150 million rand in an effort to recapitalize that business. Interim chief executive Eileen Wilton joins us now. Eileen, the timing of uh, the resignation of Carlos Ferreira, far from ideal. Uh, Good evening, and uh, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity uh, to chat with you this evening. Um, well, you know, there's one way of looking at it as it's far from ideal, or otherwise you can see it as we have come to the end of a major cycle of change. And in fact, uh, Carlos had a look at uh, where we are, where he was, and he said he recognizes that it's time for him to move on and for new leadership to take the helm as Kojima. So for us, um, we don't see it as, as an ideal. Um, it was uh, somewhat unexpected, hmm. but um, it's a natural end of a cycle as we enter into a new stage and a new lease of life for Gajima. Aline, this, this announcement comes just days after the finalization of uh, your financial year, and, and obviously the business in a closed period, uh, given that uh, those numbers will be, uh, will be made public in a, in a number of uh, weeks or months from now. The turnaround of this business, the core of this business, uh, the services business, is still performing well? Um, obviously, I can't um, give, you, give you detailed facts because of this closed period. But uh, the board and I am very satisfied that in terms of the strategy to turn the business around um, is going well. Um, we've met our KPIs, both in terms of revenue generation and in terms of cost reduction. So we're very satisfied that we're on a very good trajectory um, in terms of the turnaround.
Eileen Walton there, the interim chief executive at Kojima. David, uh, consolidation <laughs> looming on this share. The share price is five or six cents. Uh, there uh, will uh, be a one day we will actually see a turnaround. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I think we've been waiting a long time, a lot of promise, and it's a company that, uh, um, from the time that it's listed and the deals that it's done, never really come up to expectations. It's always been a troubled company. So I think we're all hoping that something does really happen mm. there. Well, we are. I mean, this consolidation of, of shares uh, happens in a couple of weeks from now. Uh, the consolidated shares start trading on the 22nd of July, a 1 for 20 consolidation. Mm-hmm. Share price is 6 cents, I think, today. Uh, and times 6. Yeah. 6 oh. times 6. <laughs> one twenty. Yeah. But it, it, it's just been a sad journey from the time that this company's listed. And it's had all the attributes you know, that uh, one would look for in a company, had wonderful contracts. It came out of ISCO, I think, if I'm not mistaken, or one of the large uh, parastatals. And, you know, it was the IT division that actually listed. And I'm going back to its original history. But it's been such a, such a, you know, such an odd journey. The big news announced mm. uh, just after 5 o'clock this evening by Sun International. It's proposed a 3 billion rand uh, casino and entertainment complex in the city of Chwane uh, at Menlin, uh, alongside Menlin. Uh, it is seeking to transfer its Marula Sun license, which is on the western side of Pretoria, uh, the northwestern side of Pretoria, uh, transfer that license to Menlin. Mm. Three billion rand. Uh, it's going to be called Times Square at Menlin. That, of course, if uh, at Menlin, Maine, if, if uh, regulation, uh, regulatory authorities, uh, of course, agree to this. 2,000 slots, David, 60 tables, a five-star hotel, a conference center, an arena that can take 8,000 people. This is a big mm. deal. It is. I mean, that's a huge, um, that's a huge casino. Uh, so Marula, I think Marula is one of the original. Uh, mm, some of the original very, very, very small, um, a very small casino. I, I'm surprised that there's actually this kind of expansion in this, uh, in this area, but it's a very brave move. And uh, obviously they know the demographics and they know what they can make out of it. What's competition around there? I don't know. There, interestingly, there's not a single mm-hmm. casino in Pretoria. The closest one is Marula, Marula uh, or yeah. else you've got Carousel up on the uh, N1, I, I think. I thought it's one thing we don't need in this country is more casinos. I thought there were other projects that probably, um, you know, more important, but uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with commerce. 2,000 <laughs> slots, David. 2,000 slots doesn't sound thing. that much until you compare it to Monte Casino, mm. uh, which is probably the biggest one uh, here in Gauteng. Monte only has 1,700 yeah. at the and moment. They've just got that increase. Mm. Or did they, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. so, so 2,000 is a massive, massive number. Uh, we are, we are, of course, trying to uh, speak to you know, those Pretoria people like to gamble, eh? <laughs> David, also <laughs> on the market, as Google said, MassMart out with uh, an update yeah. for 26 weeks. Sales up 8.9 percent. Comparable sales only up five and a half percent. I thought it was okay. You know, I, I, I was expecting worse, and uh, um, it wasn't a bad figure. I know it's down on the on, on the first half or on the last six months and that, but you know, under the circumstances, uh, it seems that they finally. Um, not, I don't want to say turning it around, but uh, starting to move forward. It's been a it, the share price has held, and uh, in fact we had a good day in retailers today. Share was up, not not out of the ordinary, you know, mm. not out of the ordinary compared with other retailers, but 
it's, it seemed a reasonable figure. Retailers all mm. far stronger this morning, and uh, I guess as foreigners came into our market, uh, paired those gains mm. a little bit. I, uh, yeah, I'm not. You know, it's it's hard to determine what actually brought the market down and who, whether it was traders, whether it was a bit of nervousness. But uh, I, 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 I'm one in the camp that doesn't believe that we're going to see a massive sell-off in retailers. I actually think we've probably seen the worst. I'm not saying we're not going to get bad results out of retailers. That's a different story. But I don't think we're going to see uh, ongoing selling of retailers by foreigners. This does take us, Mm. I think, especially the retailers, to the point where some of the other companies of the market are at, where if Mm. results disappoint... Mm. There will be a big mm, knock. Mm. If results are in line, the price will hold. That's if they're ahead of expectations, uh, the price will run. Exactly. And uh, what I'm saying is that despite the fact that we believe that the ratings are high, I think they're going to hold. You know, So it will now be determined by what kind of results they produce. Interesting report out from Bloomberg this afternoon. Uh, the Newswire service reporting that uh, talks between MTN and India's Reliance Communications have stalled. These talks started earlier this year. MTN was uh, allegedly considering taking a 24% stake in Reliance. Uh, there are a number of reasons uh, for the halt in talks. India is, of course, revising its laws governing mergers and acquisitions. There's also no surprises here, David. No agreement on price between the two parties. No. <laughs> There's never an agreement. No, <laughs> but the shares went up. <laughs> I think MTN shares went up, as happened when they lost the other Myanmar deal as well. So it seems that investors are quite happy when these things uh, come to a halt. MTN, though, uh, lagging Vodacom, mm. although mm. in recent weeks, Vodacom's lagged MTN. MTN you know, Vodacom is surprising. It's... Uh, it's going to generate a lot of cash. I know that we might be ex-growth or ex-the kind of growth that we used to in cell phone companies, but uh, it's still going to be a solid performer. And if you buy it at these levels, you, you're getting a, a dividend yield around 7%. I mean, which has got to beat cash and has got to be attractive. Um, but it's not you know, at these levels. I, I find it very attractive, and I'm surprised that we saw the sell-off, you know, ex-dividend um, in, in a share like this. Um, I'm surprised it lost its dividend plus a lot more. But I still think it's very attractive at these levels. 19 after six. Well, Old Mutuals Emerging Markets Chief Executive Ralph Mopita today briefed the media on the life assurance, asset management, and insurance companies' plans for these emerging markets. He said its success in emerging markets is tied to its success here in South Africa. Africa. MoneyWeb's Jeanette Clark was there. He basically said what is good for South Africa is good for Old Mutual. Um, I have seen stats where it's almost 75% of profits um, for Old Mutual actually still originates in South Africa and they have an emerging market plan over the next three to five years to actually spend five billion rand in investment in the rest of Africa to see if they can increase the, the profits coming from that region to about 15% of the profits generated in South Africa. So Mupita also then mentioned seeing as the fate of Old Mutual and South Africa is actually intertwined that they are in conversation with regulators and with government on a couple of aspects and elements. And the one of that um, is the fact that South Africa and its savings month this month 
the South Africans still does not have a savings culture. This week, um, National Treasury will be releasing its document on retirement reform and the products available to South Africans. And Peter, he didn't come out and say it rightly so, but he said that you know, it's still voluntary to actually preserve and serve for, uh, save for retirement in South Africa and that that might be one of the problems why we don't have enough savings to GDP. He mentioned that for the level of growth South Africa is looking for, you need something like savings to GDP of more than 30%, and South Africa is in the low teens at the moment for that ratio. And that um, perhaps if there is some sort of compulsion for retirement savings, that that could be increased. Other conversations that he says that the, the group is currently having with the government is also around possibly tapping into the savings that's available in the country. He mentioned the number of $4 trillion to back infrastructure projects because in the end that will also increase growth in the country. That's MoneyWeb's Jeanette Clark there. David Shapiro cackling yeah, in the back. You know what? I'm, I'm just thinking, what do you really want? An old mutual product or what I've seen above here on e-news there, this fabulous, what's it, I think, F-type Jag or something, beautiful car. Now, got to have the Jag. <laughs> MoneyWeb Market Watcher was proudly brought to you by the Graduate School of Business and Leadership at UKZN, shaping business leaders in Africa. The Graduate School of Business and Leadership at the University of KwaZulu-Natal offers a variety of programs to help you make your mark in the world of business. The interdisciplinary nature of our world-class programs enables our candidates to effectively deal with the complex challenges of an ever-changing landscape. If you're ready to make a difference, consider the university that is changing the world every day. The Graduate School of Business and Leadership at UKZN, shaping business leaders in Africa. Are you a pensioner or investor looking for a high-yield investment that will give you an above-average guaranteed return? Then Finbond Mutual Bank's limited offer is perfect for you. Invest a minimum amount of 100,000 Rand on a fixed-term deposit and earn 9.5% per annum guaranteed. Contact us today on 0860-442211. Terms and conditions apply. Finbond is an authorized financial services and credit provider. Finbond Mutual Bank. It's my bank. 23 minutes after 6 o'clock, today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. Well, President Jacob Zuma today announcing in his cabinet reshuffle that Yunus Karim takes over as communications minister, who replaces the under-fire Dina Pule. Arthur Goldstock of Worldwide Works joins us now. Arthur, not surprising, there are two investigations underway, one by Parliament's Ethics Committee, the other by the Public Protector, both pertaining to Dina Pule. Perhaps what is surprising is that uh, Yunus Karim becomes the fourth communications minister since Jacob Zuma became president in 2009. The appointment of Yunus Karim was a big surprise, but getting rid of Dina Puglia was no surprise at all, probably the most predictable of all the elements of uh, the reshuffle. Not only because she's under scrutiny and that there are investigations underway, but also because of the astonishing lack of activity in her department when she came in as a kind of uh, fixed person and in fact has uh, made things worse than they uh, were before. A lot of listeners will be confused as to why we're talking specifically about uh, communications on a, on a finance program, but this is an economic portfolio, isn't it? It is. In fact, it's a critical portfolio in terms of underpinning economic growth in this country. The uh, stats and the arguments about the role that connectivity and broadband plays in economic growth 
are now so commonly stated they become a cliché. But for that very reason, it underlines the importance of this portfolio for the South African economy, and you cannot have inactivity in this kind of portfolio. Arthur, in her term, Dina Pule uh, fiddled about at Telcom. Uh, the digital terrestrial television migration hasn't yet started. Uh, there's been inactivity over the allocation of wireless LTE or 4G spectrum. Which of those uh, demands Yunus Karim's attention first? They probably all demand uh, his attention. The most urgent from the point of view of a process already underway is uh, a digital uh, terrestrial uh, migration. The whole issue of the set-top boxes has been riddled with ineffectual uh, policy-making and decision-making right from the beginning. Uh, four, I think it's four, I've lost count, ministers of communications ago. The focus has to be on getting it done, not who stands to benefit and who shouldn't benefit. That's always been the problem in that department. It seems to have been a forum for favor, and that philosophy and that thinking has to be thrown out the window, and Minister Karim's priority must be to get things done as quickly and efficiently as possible. Arthur Goldstock is with Worldwide Works. David, a very, very uh, small move in internet penetration, broadband penetration in a country has a massive impact on growth. 10% increase in broadband penetration means a 1% to 1.5% increase in GDP. You know, that's incredible. But when you say penetration, you mean in terms of users? Number of lines, number of users. And and in speed? I mean, that's, uh, you know, if we listen to what Chris Becker said you know, uh, not too long ago on this program, um, so many things are held back by the speed or, the, or broadband, you know, meaning. Um, the ability to actually uh, communicate, you know. I mean, and I know as a user how difficult it is with slow, broad, you know, with slow uh, internet service. How far behind we fall. Doubling internet speed in an yeah. economy increases GDP by a third of one percent. Ah, there you are. Yeah, and uh, all it needs is a new minister or someone like this just to make decisions. Yeah. With MTN Business ERP, you get a complete overview of your business operations at any given time. So your shelves can tell you when they're empty. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. And of course, today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. Property Insights brought to you by Redefine Properties. Redefine, we're not landlords, we're people. Well, at least a handful of property listings on track for the coming months. Andrew Brooking, Director at Java Capital, joins us now. Andrew, amongst other things, Java Capital does undertake corporate advisory services for companies who want to list on the JSE. What's driving listings activity at present? I think there isn't a lot of capital, equity capital available to property players outside of the listed space, so that's one factor. And this new REIT regime is quite an effective tax mechanism for, for property investors to maximize their, their position via listed markets. So that, that's driving a lot of activity. 
That said, there is a limited pool of capital as far as uh, listed property funds are concerned, and uh, any new listings are going to have to differentiate themselves strongly. Yes, uh, they have to differentiate on a relative basis. So if you want to list something, you have to look attractive relative to everything else that the investor has already invested in. There's there's a little bit of uh, new money becoming available for the listed property space, but on the whole, I think the expectation is that uh, there's not inflows into the investors, and yeah, it's, it's recycling of their capital. Is it difficult to, to uh, differentiate from what's available currently? It's either going to be in some kind of strategic focus, so it might be in a particular niche specialization, or it could be in quality of assets, mm. or it could be um, in price. So it just could be in terms of yield or economics more attractive than what investors are already invested into. Andrew, just to close off with you, haven't it taken a number of, uh, of capital raisings for property funds already listed on the market? What's the appetite been for those? It's not bad, not bad. So, I mean, there's been a lot of volatility in the listed space, mm. and it's very hard to raise capital in the midst of a period of extreme volatility. It's just hard to price it. But that being said, there's been a lot of capital raised this year. Uh, there's a new listing coming to market next week. Uh, that capital's been raised, relatively small amount, but the capital's been raised. So there is appetite for something that's attractive. Andrew Brooking is Director at Java Capital. Property Insights was brought to you by Redefine Properties. Redefine. We're not landlords. We're people. Here we are, Wombat Consulting. Morning, Jeez, oh, it's like the North Pole in here. Air conditioning's on the blink. Yeah. Sorry. Mandy. Hey, Ice Patch. Oh, can't you fix that? Landlords don't have the budget. Nina's mustard they are. Why don't you find somewhere else then? Actually, it's not so bad. We get snow in the canteen sometimes. What the hell was that? Arctic wolves. Oh, don't worry. They ignore us most of the time. Just like a stupid landlord. Need better space? More space? Less space? Call Redefine Properties. Redefine. We're not landlords. We're people. Well, it was a day where the JSE slipped uh, down 0.07%. 39,769. The rand over 1% better against the dollar. Gold is at $1,248 an ounce. This has been the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow, 6.30 now, and time for game plan.